Hey, what's going on everyone? This is the KC at the Movies Podcast. Uh, for this week, it's Thursday, the 28th of September. One day away from the uh, Visions of a Life album by Wolf Alice. So, there we go. If you count down towards that, we're at the last day. Um, if you're as big of a fan as I am. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a Thursday. It's a nice, humid Thursday outside, I think. Yeah, it's a nice outside. Um, tomorrow's going to be even more uh, warmer, though. And that's why I want to um, go in somewhere tomorrow. Um, right. Put that down. Because the window is still open. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, I know I've been... I think I've had a week off. I'm pretty sure I have. Because the last time, I think I was... Uh, about a couple weeks ago... Uh, I think it was the 16th, I think it was. And... Um, yeah, yeah, I think it was the 16th, probably the 17th, one of those ones, it was, it was two, it was a weekend, the weekend that I went to, um, Newcastle, and then I went there for another week, and, uh, I didn't put out anything last week, uh, because, uh, a bit too busy, I also had, um, uh, no, I, I got the, I've, oh, that's what I'm trying to work out, I'm, I'm trying to work out when I got the laptop back. So I must have done it. Okay, I must have done it on the... Yeah, the uh, Monday. 18th. I think so. I think, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Monday the 18th. Yep, sure. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, so was, I'm pretty sure it was Monday the 18th, because I think, the, yeah, that Thursday was the, um, that Thursday when I came home was the 14th, and that's when I lost it. So, yeah, got my laptop back on Monday, and then I had it on the Tuesday, but I, I know I didn't do a, um, I haven't done a half hour, and I didn't do a, uh, a full, kind of like, a, I think I did a full, um, one. you know what, I don't know, I have no idea what I've done. I've, I'm having a massive mind blank here. I don't know what I've, I don't know what I've done. Fuck it, anyway. Um, I just feel like I've had some time off, but I'm not too sure. I can't check it now because I'll be wasting everyone's time. But, um, you may know something different. Uh, remember last episode had the uh, had the good microphone? Well, that is officially gone now. Not in Newcastle, not here. It's back at my mate's place. He has it. So we can never get it back again unless I ask. I don't think I'll get it back anyway. And uh, we're back to the old, uh, the old shitty little headset I have. And I and apologise for that the, the squelching noise you're definitely going to hear. But again, I, I do my best to try and when I edit it, I, tr- I do my best to try and get it out there. But it's fucking and it's it doesn't go away. It's fucking shit. So again, um, hopefully we get a new headset, a, a new microphone soon, and uh, we can make the quality of this thing better. Right, um, how's everybody's week been? How's, it's, it's been a, I went, uh, I went camping on the weekend. I, uh, went to, uh, Chichester Dam, went to Ferndale Park in Chichester Dam. On the weekend that it was 36 to about 30, I think we reached about 34, 36. Most, most we reached was 36 degrees in, uh, that place. Um... I mean, Newcastle had it bad. I'm not sure about Sydney or anything, but I know exactly where I was. I charges the dam, 36 degrees, and you couldn't go on the fucking river as well because the river's fucking like 12 degrees, and um, it's like freezing as shit. Like your balls would fucking go straight to your fucking stomach as soon as you got in the fucking water. And then, um, yeah, so you had and do you couldn't really do much to escape the heat ex- except sit in the shelter, and drink some ice cold beers, and that's exactly what I did. Um, we, uh, mate and I split a case of Coronas, and, uh, we have one of those. I still owe him the 21, I still owe him the 21, because he bought the whole case, and I, I said I'd give him the money, so I still owe him the 21, and he'll get it, don't worry, he'll get it. Um, if you're listening, Scoop, you'll get it. <laughs> and, um... We also, I got uh, these long neck Melbourne bitters. However, I never uh, drank them. And uh, for the first time on the weekend, for the first time, 
I had iced tea for the first time. I'd never drank it before. And um, for the first time ever on the weekend, I had uh, lemon iced tea. Um, I'm not too sure what the brand was, uh, but I had lemon iced tea, ice cold, three, three ice cubes in it. Bloody fucking beautiful on a 36 degree day. It was absolutely fantastic and refreshing. And uh, it's definitely going to be my summer drink for the uh, the summer to come. It's definitely going to be my summer drink because goddamn was it refreshing. Uh, as well as the ice cold beers. This was uh, refreshing if you didn't want to have any alcohol. However, uh, the Coronas did get uh, dr drunken, drunken, however you say it. And uh, they went pretty quickly. And uh, it was a great weekend away. I had a great week with my mates away uh, before I went back to Sydney. We're back at, We're back to the real shit. We're back to work. Um, I'm doing the... I had my uh, final draft consult on Monday. Then Tuesday was a budget approval, even though we have no location yet, um, which we're struggling to find. Hopefully going to work that out. Oh, fuck. I just dropped something important. <laughs> we're going to... Um, Work that out, hopefully. And, um... Hopefully tomorrow, I think, we're going to work it out. I'm supposed to go into uh, my DAP's place to work out shortlist storyboards and, um... Most of all, location. Because before we start working on that, we need to get a location. So, we really want to get a location before we start working on the, the uh, big stuff. Like shortlist and storyboards. But I do need to have that stuff before, not next week, but the week after because I have a consult with a director um, with another director who uh, and you need to have that paperwork present but as of now uh, I did not have that stuff I have visual references and I've created I uh, weeks ago I created the mood video for the film uh, but I don't have that at the moment I don't have the uh, we don't have a shot list devised I have a kind of uh, I wouldn't really call it a line script because it was on the uh, fourth draft of the film. This is the final draft now, sixth and final draft of the film. And uh, I haven't lined that script yet, but um, uh, hopefully we'll get to, I'll get to get around to that before this uh, consult <clears throat> in about two weeks' time, a uh, week and a bit, whatever the fuck it is. But um, tomorrow, yeah, very uh, important meeting with my um, my DP in uh, Kuji. Hopefully we can work that out. Work some stuff out. Uh, I'm keen, she's keen, so... Um, it'd, be, it'd be great. And, uh, I think that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, I didn't do much today, I just uh, didn't have anything on today, so I just uh, sat inside... and uh, watched... Uh, watched a... Uh, watched a movie. What did I watch? I watched... Um, I think I... No, 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 I, I didn't watch anything. I uh, I played, um, I Dishonored. I didn't watch a movie. What the fuck? That was the other night. Um, I was, I just continued playing Dishonored 2. Not done yet. Um, I like to be slow. I like to take, I like to take it slow. Uh, the, the, uh, game is quite, uh, quite long. And, uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of characters, a lot of missions, a lot of side missions, and I'm the one that goes to does the side missions before you go. To the, so you do like the main missions, and there's like a couple of side missions, and I go off and do those. I don't finish with the main missions, and then do all the side missions because I, like, I feel like the side missions are like, regardless if they're related to the main missions or not, I don't know. I just like to do them along the way because it just I don't know. It just keeps me busy. So I will not be finished with Dishonored 2 for a very long time, and I still need to, uh, I still need to save to get to uh, Assassin's Creed Origins because I want that and I because I have every single Assassin's Creed game and uh, I've not um, the only one I never bought was Revelations and I had to buy I had to borrow that from a mate I played that myself but every every other Assassin's Creed game I have bought and um, uh, I can't say I love them all but I like them and it's it is my favorite franchise of games um, modern day anyway. Uh, I think my favourite franchise would be Crash Bandicoot, but, um, modern, modern day, let's say, um, 2000s. Assassin's Creed is, hands down, probably the, my my favourite franchise, and I look forward to every instalment. Uh, what was it? Um, Syndicate was great. Syndicate was really good. 
I uh, really enjoyed the characters of uh, Jacob and Evie Fry, and, and they were um, they were that was some cool characters. Um, interesting too, uh, charismatic. And uh, I just want another character like that. I don't want another character like um, like Arno was good in Unity, but yeah, I don't know. There was just um, I don't want another Connor. Connor was boring as fuck. And I'm not saying that because of his like his background his and his um, heritage and how he how he was and everything. He was just boring. He was he was he just reminded me of Aiden Pierce from um, Watch Dogs. And then they finally boosted that with giving this Marcus dude for Watch Dogs. I haven't played Watch Dogs too, but I've heard it's more better. It's it's better because of this guy. He he's actually a fucking alive when he speaks to you. Not not droning on like a um, mindless fucking boring old zombie. And uh, that's what I hope. Um, uh, what's his name in the? Um, look, I'm gonna just look it up right now. Uh, the main character in Assassin's Creed Origins. I don't think he's gonna be as crazy and as as um, eccentric as Jake Jacob and Eva Fry. But um, let's see who we got. What's his name? What's his play name? Oh Jesus! Oh God! Where is he? Okay, let's just you know what? Let's just go through here. Actually, wait, no, I'm like, oh, this is what I'll do, this is what I'll do, I'll just do this. Okay, what's what's the uh, protagonist's name? It it's takes, I know it takes place in Egypt, but what's his name? What's the dude's name? Uh, Medjay. Oh, no, sorry, no, Bayek. Medjay is the, the clan that he belongs to, clan, tribe, um, or uh, region. Uh, in his Bayek, and um, he works to protect the people from threats in Egypt. And um, he's part of the assassins. And uh, obviously, we're fighting against the Templars once again. But this is Origins, so it looks like it all took place in Egypt before everything all started. And this is why it's called Origins, obviously. And I was wondering, you know, I love I love the Assassin's Creed game, so um, definitely gonna buy it. I know I said I didn't love them before, but you know what? Fuck it. I liked it. Unity was... Uh, I don't know. Unity and you know, Revelations were a mixed bag for me, but every other Assassin's Creed game I enjoyed and played them all and liked them. I think the only one I've played like more than once was two. No, I played four more than once as well. Um, Black Flag I think I played. Yeah, I played more than once. Two I played actually like more than twice actually. Two I played a lot because I fucking love two. Two's my favourite. I know everyone's favorite. Everyone's got a favorite. Uh, my favorite's two. Um, what's your favorite? If you want to respond. Um, right. So that's what's happening. That's what's happening to me. I didn't do much today. I didn't get much. I didn't get much done. Um, I put the casting ad up for the um, film uh, about a day ago on some on um, on one of the websites. I will do more platforms uh, soon, and hopefully we're having auditions in two weeks' time. Before I do rehearsals in the shooting period, I want to do rehearsals in the shooting period because I will not be doing a film. I will, I'll not be on a film set till the 13th of October, so that gives you plenty of time to do rehearsals with the uh, whatever actors I choose. Which is uh, so yeah, it feels good that I've actually planned this out and organized stuff. Um, that's it feels it actually feels good to organize yourself. Right, what's the title of this video? Let's fucking talk about it. When last night, I went to see Darren Aronofsky's new film *Mother*, with uh, two friends of mine, and um, it's uh, I I've put some thoughts together. I've had some time to think about it. I, I slept on it. I thought about it more today. Um, I don't. I still don't have it. I still don't know if I love it or if I like it or if I hate it. People are saying there's no in between, but I think there is kind of like an in between if you don't like you like some aspects of it, but if you don't like. But there's very like um, uh, extreme sides where it's like I fucking loved it or I hated it. But uh, I, I don't know. I just I'm not too sure yet um, because there's I do love a lot of things in it, but. It's, um, I'm trying to make sense of it still, but I'm going to try and do that. Why not try and make sense of it right now? <laughs> um, 
So, Mother Egg, yes, is written and directed by Darren Aronofsky, who gave us A Reckon for a Dream, Black Swan, The Wrestler, Pi, uh, fucking Noah. Um, what else has he done? I think I named all his main ones. Uh, anyway. So, uh, yes, he, uh, misses his new film. He supposedly wrote this film in five days. And, um, he described it as a fever dream, and yes, a fever dream it fucking was. Um, it is a, it stars Jennifer Lawrence, Harvey Bardem, as the two mains. They're a couple, they're trying to build this idyllic house in this, like, crazy fucking forest, um, nature thing. There's no driveway, no cars, like, it feels like they're in, like, this surreal, um, place. And, uh, yeah, we'll get more into fucking surreal later. But that's what it feels like, and that's what I got from watching the trailer, and, um, by the way, this is not a horror film. This, the trailer is mismarketing it poorly. It is, um, I don't know what Paramount was thinking when they made the trailer, but apparently Aronofsky had all the say in the trailer, so he's probably just using that to fuck with the audience. Um, but, yeah, it's not a horror film. Um, there, there is a few jump scares, but it's not a horror film. It's... I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's something. It's, uh, yeah, it's something. Anyway, so these two, yeah, they're trying to build this house in this nature, and Javier Bardem is a writer. He's, he's, he's having really severe writer's block, and he wants to create this next poem. And Jennifer Lawrence is pretty much trying to build their house and trying to be the best housewife she possibly can to Javier Bardem's character. And I say character because you don't know the fucking names in this movie until the end credits. So, um, you can't really deconstruct Mother, or, or uh, attempt to understand it without really getting into the film. So, I'm sorry, but this, this film has actually been out for about three, two, three weeks now, so if you haven't seen Mother yet, um, go out and watch it. It's a different experience, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, it's probably one of the best cinema experiences I've had this year. And, um, this, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's something. So go on, go and watch it if you want to. If you don't want any spoilers, honestly, yeah, maybe just give this podcast a miss, because this podcast is going to be, um, mostly exclusively about talking about Mother, and trying to dig into it and get, understand it. But I highly think I, I highly uh, I think that this film is has a lot of things in it, and it'd be very hard to deconstruct it into in a way that would make the perfect amount of sense because this is a lot of things. This movie is a lot of things, um, but I want to try my best to try and understand it. So yes, if you like, if you want a story, don't want spoilers. Just, just don't listen to this podcast because this is what it's going to be. Um, if you listen to the beginning, cheers, thanks. But for the rest of this podcast, we're going to be talking mother, so. Yeah. And, but if you don't care about spoilers, fucking, alright then. Stay on and let's, let's listen to me talk about it. <laughs> I wish I, I would have, um, normally there's, I've, I've seen a lot of videos that would do discussions, non-spoiler discussions about the film with people and I'm doing it with my, uh, by myself talking to you, uh, you guys that are listening. So uh, let's let's understand it together. Why don't we do that? So as I said, um, Mother, Jennifer Lawrence, Javi Bardem. Javi Bardem is a writer. He's trying to get shit done. He's having writer's block. He can't get his last poem. Jennifer Lawrence is literally just trying to build this house that they live in, this awesome fucking massive house that they live in, and um, it's like very, it's very vintage house. It's not like modern. I wouldn't call it modern. It's more like a vintage. Uh, there's a lot of there's lo- lots of wood. Uh, there's a there's an old familiar feel about it. That um, I don't know. It feels very homely. It feels very homely as a home. It's not like, it's not like a stark, um, uh, just modern apartment. It's a very homely home, and you feel like you're at home at this home. Wow. Drink how many times I said home there. Um. But, that was the plot that's on there. However, this is what I think it's about. So, 
what happens is there. So they're doing this. She starts building a house and everything. He's like constantly ignoring her. And he's not really treating her in a way that, you know, a woman deserves to be treated. And uh, they get a knock at the door. Who is it? It's Ed Harris. He comes in thinking the place is an Airbnb, a bed and breakfast. He's a doctor. And he comes in and he... Um, First of all, he did, so I think he decides to have a smoke, and then um, Jennifer Lawrence's character tells him to um, leave it outside, and do it outside, and he just throws the cigarette out, doesn't even put it out. He, he's already lit it, and he just he just throws it outside, so it easily could have caught the house on fire. Hope Biden's character doesn't give a fuck. And um, wants to just treat him with the hospitality that he would come for. He stays the night. Uh, they end up having a drink. And, um, he goes to the toilet to, uh, like, start spewing up stuff. Anyway, if you look closely in the toilet, um, in the scene, I, I, what I, what I know is because it, immediately Harvey Baden's character covers, covers his hand over it. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And it was a, it was kind of like a wound. I thought it was like a wound. So, um, he covers it up. And I, 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 I thought that's, that's a massive wound on his rib or on his, um, hip. And, uh, so pretty much he, he stays, um, and then, that very, I think it's the very next day, or a couple of days later, oh, who's that? Michelle Pfeiffer turns up, his wife. And, must I say, Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> we must have so much fun with this role, because she was great in this film. She was, um, she was just, she was just sassy, she was mysterious, she was, um, funny, there's a lot of times in this movie where my my theater like fucking burst out laughing because it's either they couldn't handle the um, the discomfort or they couldn't handle or they were just laughing at things because it was just so fucking bizarre and insane. But I'll get to that in a minute. So yeah, that they hey Evan uh, Michelle Pfeiffer has been a little bit bitch to Jennifer Lawrence's character and look I just can't be fuck saying Jennifer Lawrence's character anymore. Jennifer Lawrence's mother and Toby Bardem is him. And I'll, and I'll explain what I think about that at the end. So, um... Yeah, so Michelle Fava's been a bitch to, um, Mother, and she, um... Like, things like she tries to... She gets drunk, um, she tries to give her a drink, um, she asks her about her sex life and all that stuff. And she pretty much, pretty much just treats the house with disrespect. And mother ain't taking shit. No, mother, mother is getting a little, ups, little upset. She's not, not like not taking shit, but she's just getting a little upset, and she's just ask. She goes to ask him, "Why are we letting these people stay in our house? These are complete strangers." And um, he was just saying, "Well, you know, why would we turn them away? They're very, they're nice people. They just want to stay here for a while, and you know, surely so things happen." Blah blah blah. By the way, all while this is happening, the house has a heart and is bleeding. And, yep, we'll just leave it there. The house has a heart in its walls because there's 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 sequences in the film... Um, there are sequences in the film where she uh, puts her hand up against the wall and then she can see the heart and it's, like, beating. And then there's sequences in the film where the wall's bleeding or the floor, the floor is bleeding... And it's all uh, coming from the basement of the house. It's it's weird, man. <laughs> it's weird. Um, well, what happens next? Okay, so then the, uh, the they have two sons. So one son turns up um, asking why he's not in their will when the father passes away because the father is dying. And uh, the other son comes in and then he just goes, we're not in the will because blah, blah, blah. And the other son gets really angry and they have a fight. Meanwhile, the one brother kills the one brother. Kills him. Kills him. And then... What was that? Oh, I thought I heard something. Kills him. And then, fucking mother is forced to wipe with his blood. Clean it up. And then... Uh, because no one else is doing it. She's not really forced, but she, no one else is doing it. So she sees it as her job to clean up after these people. And uh, that's a really strong meaning, and um, well, I'll get to it in in, uh, in a bit. Anyway, so oh, 
fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what happened. This, yeah, there's a lot happens in this movie. The sons... Oh, that's right. So, uh, a, f- a funeral is held. That's right. A funeral is held for... Um, a funeral is held for um, the son. And they have this, like, service. Out of fucking nowhere, people, left, right, center, keep coming into the house. A lot of people coming into the house, left, right, and center. There's fucking... There's so many people coming to the service, saying to these people, and saying to the, um, these... The, they think that, like, they know the son and everything. They ask Jennifer Lawrence, um, his character, sorry, mother, that, you know, did you know him and everything. She, does, she doesn't know him, she's complete strangers. She's, like, questioning why there's all these people coming into her house with no reason to be there other than to be for this fucking bullshit funeral service. Um, She's questioning why they're treating their house like... By the way, these people are treating their house like shit. And they're, like, having, like... They're getting, getting like, food out. People are sitting on the sink. She's very adamant about this sink that hasn't been raised yet. And, um... They're, like, sitting on this sink. And... Uh, she tells them to get off like numerous times, and then eventually they bam, bam, bang, they break it, and then shit happens. And then she tells everyone to get the fuck out of the house. Everyone leaves. They've left. They're left alone. Uh, in this middle, bit, in the middle bit, uh, they decide to have a child because of what or what they've been talking about with um, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, um, who's by the way is named her in the credits, and Ed Harris, no, I think it's woman, I think it was woman that she was in the credits, and Harris was, Ed Harris was just man, I think, you don't want to double check these credits, you know, gotta double check these credits, that's what you gotta do, that's what you gotta do, um, even though I wouldn't know what, okay, yep, yeah, it's man and woman, and, um, yeah, so we got Brian Gleason and Donald Gleason, who is younger brother and older son. By the way, these guys are brothers in real life, too. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. So, they have a child. Uh, they decide to um, have sex, have a child. Jennifer Lawrence wakes up, pregnant. Javi Bardem is... Javi Bardem's character, him, is inspired by the people's stories that he heard at the funeral service and also by his newborn baby's... Um, Sorry, sorry, by his, uh, the new pregnancy of, um, mother. And, um, that inspires him to write his next poem. And he eventually writes it. He has this great breakthrough. He goes to write it. He spends, like, a couple of days writing it. She leaves him alone because she knows he needs to be in his safe space to write it and to get it done. And, and sure enough, he gets it done. It's a breakout hit. He gets a call from his publicist... And then, this is where shit starts fucking hitting the fan. This is where shit goes from zero to, like, a thousand and, and fucking infinity. Like, it's insane what happens in this third act of this movie. So, first of all, uh, the press starts showing up because they have heard of the poem. They love it. They think it's the best thing ever in the, of, the whole, of the whole fucking world. They think it's the best thing ever. They start showing up, he starts meeting the press, mother's getting... Because this was supposed to be a celebratory dinner for the new poem getting published. And, um, but then there's people start showing up and he tries... He takes their, um, interest into account more than, um, her, uh, love and care. So, he, uh, starts interacting with them more than her. And, uh, then more people start fucking showing up. More people, more people, more people. She's, then people getting into the house. She's wondering why they're into the house. Then they start fucking taking shit. They start taking things. They start breaking things. They start painting their fucking walls. Uh, sorry, no, they're painting walls at the funeral service, but this is where things get start getting insane, because, yeah, they start taking shit. They start breaking everything. They just pretty much turn the house into, into their own, um, wasteland, pretty much. And they just, uh, they pretty much use it as their own, like, space, their own land. And they, they can do whatever the fuck they want to it, even though it's their fucking house. She's asking about, she's, and she goes to ask him, what the fuck's going on? Who are these people and everything? Oh, these are my fans. They've come to see me. They've come to see me. They love me. They love me. 
And this is where Darren Aronofsky gets a hammer and fucking nails you on the head with what he's trying to say with this film. They start putting up a shrine to him, and then he starts anointing people with oil. I mean, how fucking obvious can you get with the religious metaphor? Because that's and that's what I'm going to get to um, in the interpretation. I'm going to get to in a minute. So that starts happening. He starts anointing people. Shit starts. Obviously, it's it just starts getting fucking insane. There's riots breaking out. The police show up. She gets she's getting knocked around, especially with her, her fucking. I mean, she's she's about nine months here, and she starts getting knocked around. You think the babe she's gonna have this really bad miscarriage because you know as soon as she gets pregnant, something's gonna happen to that fucking baby. Something's gonna get fucking. That baby's gonna get. Something's gonna happen to it. You know what? Something <laughs> you can't just be. That baby's not surviving the rest of this movie. Something is gonna happen to that baby, and whole shit was alright. Uh, she starts getting very angry. She goes to. She's starting to have these little these these tremors starts going on for the house because it's her, and it feels like. And you can see that the house is connected to her in a way. And I'll get to the. You know, I guess I'll get to that in a minute. And. Um, uh, then she goes up to a room, and Javier Bardem goes to her room, and eventually they, uh, eventually they deliver this baby. And, um... Yeah, oh, oh by the way, uh, the publicist is played by Kristen Wiig, of all people. Oh my god, did I fucking, like, surprise and just, holy shit, open mouth. When she was on screen, I was like, what the fuck is Kristen Wiig doing in this fucking movie? What is she doing in it? And then she starts doing weird shit, like, she starts fucking... She starts saying, uh, the ins- she, call- she starts calling Mother the inspiration. And then, um, and then she, like, walks past people and fucking executes them. And then she goes, there's the inspiration. Oh, there she is, we've been looking for her. She's next. And then a bomb goes off and then she fucking dies. And then that's when, yeah, they start delivering the baby. Baby gets delivered. The baby gets delivered. Um, Javi Bardem's character, him, wants to hold it. But Mother won't let him hold it because of all this fucking shit she's put, he's put her through, so she won't let him hold it. Eventually, she falls asleep. He takes the baby, and you're you're like, no, holy fuck, no, don't take the fucking baby. That baby's gonna like as soon as she closes her eyes, I'm like, that baby's fucked. That baby's gone. That baby's dead. It's dead. Something's gonna happen to it. And what the fuck was I right? He gets the baby, and then he. He starts giving it to the people, like he's presenting this newborn baby to the people, like he's like, this is the new, this is our new thing, like this is, this is spectacular, look at this thing. And they take the baby and starts like fucking crowd surfing along the people. Immediately, mother wakes up, sees the baby is gone, she screams, goes out there, sees the baby being fucking manhandled by these people. And then, the baby's head gets fucking snapped. It gets snapped. I'm not joking. You see it on screen and you hear it. It is absolutely it's so disturbing. And it fucking happens right in front of your eyes. It gets snapped. It then disappears. She starts screaming again. She's like, where the fuck is it? Where the fuck's my baby? You killed my fucking baby. And then she sees it's been ripped open. The newborn baby has been ripped open. And then you see you pan back to the people. And holy fuck, they're eating it. They're eating the fucking baby. Oh, Jesus. And they're eating it. She's fucking screaming now. Like, absolutely terrified, petrified, whatever fucking words you want to use. I mean, that is a trauma at its most extreme. Like, that is just the... uh, What beats beats a baby getting eaten by, by people that you don't even fucking know? Because if I had a baby, uh, if I had a son or a daughter, some people come in, they take it off me, or they take it off um, uh, the person I'm with, she starts screaming, I'll obviously start screaming because that's my fucking child as well. How about them, by the way, him, he don't give a shit what happened to the baby. He goes up to her, oh, before this happens, by the way, she gets kicked to the floor and then she gets her face punched and kicked. Her clothes are ripped off like she's going to get raped. And I think they were going to rape her. So her clothes get ripped off. Uh, her boobs pop out and everything. You you see everything. 
And they, yeah, they, god damn, they punch her in the face, they kick her in the face, she gets absolutely bloodied, bruised, her head gets bloodied and bruised. Uh, him eventually comes in, picks her up, takes her out. He tells her, we need to forgive these people for the things we've done. They've done. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? How could you forgive? And then by this point, this is where I've gotten angry at the film. Because I'm like... How could you forgive these people for what the fuck they've just done? But, I've kind of, this is where the, the metaphor has been hit over the head. I'm still, what the fuck, but the metaphor has been hit over my head so fucking hard already that I've kind of get, I kind of get what's going on. And all the shit that's been going on in the house, I mean, god damn. Physics and logistics in this movie don't matter to me anymore because of what the fuck happened in this house at this, this, before the baby was born, by the way. Like, like, just the rules of film and everything, and and, and 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 reality just went out the fucking window. Oh Jesus! Um, what was I up to? So yeah, then she he asks for, um to get forgiven. She gets absolutely pissed, screams, gets the fuck out of my house, goes down to the basement. He tells her not to do it. Nep, she's got that lighter that Ed Harris's character had. To use, to use the smoke, but you chucked it away. She found it. She blows up the house. Blows it up. Kills everybody inside. Kills everybody inside. Him fucking screams. He's like, no! Not really a scream, but... <laughs> anyway, it's all just fucking insane. She is born to a crisp. He's carrying her out through the fire. So then, that's when you know that okay, this is yeah. I get, I get it. I get it now. I, I, I do get it. I get it. Carrying her through the fire, and um, uh, sorry, carrying her through the fire, and then there's this great little. There, there is some great dialogue in this scene that I really liked, and um. It, uh, Something about my love wasn't enough for you, or something like that. I gave you everything, but I, no. So he goes, I think, I think, I think he goes, I need one more thing. But then she goes, but I gave you everything. Um, I'm paraphrasing there, but I think that's what he said. Anyway, guys, I need your heart. And then she goes, take it. The whole audience is like, what the fuck? In the cinema, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I need to describe this fucking the atmosphere of the cinema at this point in time. People are laughing out of discomfort, purely out of discomfort at this point. And the whole cinema is like, what, 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 what? <laughs> because she says, take it. He's got the hand, like the image, there's, he's got the hand ready to rip her open her stomach. There's a guy, the guy next to me has had enough of this film, by the way, by this point, because he's just got his head in his hands. He's like, what the, f he's probably going for his mind. What have I got myself into? And then, yep, of course it happens. He rips her open her stomach, takes her moldy, uh, charred heart out, puts it on this little pedestal that um, was in the beginning of the film and the house goes uh, the house goes back to what it was um, it's all back to normal and then we get another character waking up um, and uh, saying the exact same thing uh, mother said in the beginning by the way, I did forget to mention that in the beginning the beginning begins with this woman and like there's a lot of fire and everything and this woman is um, just like angry. It's like she's angry, but there's a lot of fire around her. And then she fucking everything goes to dust. And then uh, him, Happy about them, give put, gets this crystal and puts it on this pedestal, and the house comes to life. And that's where Jennifer Lawrence pretty much just fucking is birthed out of this bed. And then um, that's when you know, like you already know, this is something something supernatural is going on, but you're not too sure what the fuck he's trying to say. And then by the third act, you're like, all right, I get it. All right, I get it. And um, yeah, and then he so she at the end of the movie, Jennifer Lawrence's uh, mother is is the same same exact thing. Her eyes are wide open. The fire around her. She dies. And then the P pulls out her heart, he opens her heart up, he squeezes, sorry, he squeezes her heart, all the blood, all the fucking disgusting, uh, infected blood, I don't know what blood it is, dead blood falls out, and then he has that crystal, and he puts the crystal back on the thing, and, um, we get the whole thing over again, she goes up, she says, baby, and then, 
we cut the black credits and the crowd scratching their heads and like, what the fuck did I just say? Because uh, that was insane. <laughs> and that's pretty much the synopsis, my full synopsis of Marvel. There's probably bits I did leave out. There's a lot of bits I actually did leave out. But that is what the main, your main points of what this film is about. And it's, um, this film, sorry, what happens in this film. Not what it's about, but what happens in this film in front of your eyes. But it's so full of metaphors and allegories that you really need to, like, dissect it and really think about it. Um, throughout, because it means a lot of different things. But I think the main thing he was trying to go for, because in the third act, he, he honestly, he hit me over the head with a fucking hammer so hard that I was like, I know what you're trying to say. So this is my interpretation of the film. Jennifer Lawrence is mother. And not just any mother, she's mother nature. And mother nature is trying to build this uh, paradise. She actually says in this film, we're trying to make this our paradise to, I think it was Michelle Pfeiffer's character. And Javier uh, Bardem is him. Him meaning God. The reason, uh, reason I think it's God is because him is capitalized in the credits. Um, which I noticed in the, in the end. He, he was the only character that was capitalized. Everyone else was like lowercase. He was uppercase. He, uppercase H-I-M. So I believe that he was God. You can take it any other way if, if, if you want to. But I think this is it's so obvious that it had to, had to be this. He was God. Mother Nature is trying to build this paradise. God wants to make some more th things in this world. He wants to um, introduce more life into this this world. But Mother Nature just wants to keep it nice and nice and tidy, and and wants to build a beautiful place. God says no. God brings man. Ed Harris is man. Ed Harris is Adam. The reason I think it's Adam is because. Now, that wound, when he's throwing up in the toilet, that wound. And we all know that, um, we're all good Christians now, um, that Adam, uh, Eve, was birthed, uh, was made from the rib of Adam. And, um, that's why I think he has that mark there. And, um, if that wasn't obvious, I don't know what it is. However, it's really hard to spot, but I, I honestly, I was just like, I was like, oh, okay. But it's because he, like, Harvey Bunnell's character, like, him, he literally, like, covers that up so quickly. But, I did spot it. Um, so, yeah, so after that, of course, what happens after Adam? We get Eve. Eve is Michelle Pfeiffer. And then they start, you know, doing things. Uh, they start fucking up the place and everything. They start fucking up the world, the Garden of Eden. And, um... You know, they start doing whatever they want. Then, the, you get the two sons. And I believe the two sons are Cain and Abel. And as you know, um, I think it was either Cain or it was one of them. They, they One of them killed some, the other one in the story. Um, I'm just going to look it up to be, very, to be, to be sure. Um, but I, I do know for sure that they were the sons of Adam and Eve. But I'm not too sure how it all went down. Um... Because I'm not too sure which son was Cain and which one was Abel. Um, what did it, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, here we go. So, okay, so Cain. Okay, Donald Gleeson was Cain, and um, what the fuck was his brother's name? Brian Gleeson was Abel. Because Cain murders Abel, and. Um, He's not. He's no longer to to be trusted. So he gets um, um, sent out. So I believe that was them. And then originally, and then eventually, you get all of humanity. And Mother Nature is trying to like keep this paradise um, stable, um, just keep it keep it um, sustained. But then you get all of humanity coming in and fucking up the shit, just fucking it up. And I believe Darren Aronofsky was, is angry about the current state of the world right now with people treating the environment like it's a piece of shit. Well, it, it's... And I can, I can definitely agree with that, that people aren't treating the Mother Nature, the environment slash Mother Nature with the respect that it deserves because it's such a beautiful thing that we, we are very lucky to live on this earth. And um, yet we do treat it uh, the, with, the, with the lowest of care on uh, most occasions. 
Almost, I'd, I'd say every day, honestly. And that's what I think Aronofsky was trying to say. Um, we're treating Mother Nature like shit. She's going to fight back if we treat her like shit. Because, as as is, um, if you've seen the movie, she, you know, blows up the fucking house. Um, so, <laughs> I believe it's that. I believe it's the creation of, of everything. Mother Nature is trying to protect everything, whether God is trying to fuck everything up and, and introduce these people because he believes these people um, are his, his followers. And this didn't... If it wasn't obvious to me yet, it became obvious to me when he started fucking anointing people. Like, I was just like, okay, he's God. He's God. He's fucking anointing people. The cunt is a fucking writer and he's starting to anoint people. Like, that's when I was just like, alright, I, I know what it is now. And... Um, it could have been a little subtler, like, I don't think he needed that scene, but it, it could have been a little subtler, but no, it's it's literally, there's a nail in my head, and Aronofsky's got the hammer, and just went, bang, this is what it, this is what it's about, but it could be a lot of other things as well. Um, literally, the, the, there's a lot of things up to your own interpretation, but I think, if you can't see that the, this is the main one, you didn't watch the same movie, because this has to be the main um, metaphor for the film. And, uh, so then you have, um, and also, also the credits are a massive giveaway as well. The credits. Kristen Wiig's character, the publicist, is labelled as the Herald. And the Herald was the, you know, the Herald, you know, Herald to God. So, come on. Obviously, he wrote, his first poem was a success, it being the Old Testament. He writes the new poem, which is the New Testament. The newborn son is obviously Jesus Christ. Again, this is my interpretation, but I believe I'm, I'm honestly I'm 100% behind this this um, opinion. This is what I think about what it, this is what it is. Jesus obviously gets killed by these people because he gets nailed to the cross because of um, you know what happens there. Um, he gets nailed to the cross. He dies, and then he believes, and then God has to ask everyone for, to forgive him. No, it's the, they, he wants to forgive everyone because God is going to love you no matter what, obviously. So he wants to forgive everyone, even though they've just fucking murdered their newborn son. Their newborn son, yeah, that's it. And Mother Nature has fucking had it. She kills everyone and everything in that place, and that's what that's what I think Aronofsky's trying to say. I thought there was going to be a thing where Mother Nature was going to win, but it it starts all over again. God builds another Mother Nature, and he does the same thing because he wants to make sure that he doesn't fuck up again. But obviously, he probably will. St he'll probably still go down the same path because of how and how the Bible is, I guess. Um, and that's what I think. That's the main metaphor of the whole thing. It's Mother Nature and God, and God putting shit in Mother Nature. Mother Nature is like, fuck this, about enough, bang. God still wins because it's a whole. Um, cyclical nature of things. Um, but I also got another little thing as well because um, I just couldn't, I, I, as a, um, a, a filmmaker myself, I couldn't help but put myself into um, him shoes, but I also couldn't, um, but I, I, not throughout the whole thing. But I also couldn't uh, help myself but think that Aronofsky was trying to put himself into him shoes as well, and I'm not saying that it's like it's a massive like hand, like fucking he's like wanking onto us and just fucking going yeah fuck yeah this is my film. I'm just saying that I just couldn't help but see him there in the, in that metaphor in another metaphor where he was the great creator. Because there's so many, there's, there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of subtext hidden there. You can see for the subtext that Dionovsky is saying that about himself. That's what I think anyway. You can think otherwise. I, I just couldn't help but think that. I couldn't help but think that Aronofsky was seeding his ideas through the subtext. And his, himself in the subtext of the dialogue. And, um... Yeah, it just felt like that he was trying to, he was just saying, like, this is how it happened, this, this film. And... Um, it just it could be a lot of things the way that fame changes people but the big one has to be the religious one that has to be the huge one because there's so many things that happen in this movie that has to do with religion and has to do with the creation of man and the bible 
because there's there's again the dialogue the subtext in the dialogue you created this you created um oh you created the great thing oh i, I love the i love your book i love your book adam tells him uh man slash adam tells him slash god i love your book i love your book i'm a big fan of your book and obviously when he reads when he writes the new one he's obviously writing the new testament and uh i mean that's i mean that's it like and i just again i just couldn't help but think that to see aronofsky in there and just saying and aronofsky is just like this is me this is what i'm struggling with this is i don't know why i just couldn't help someone else could be just saying no 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 but like i just it has to be has to be um one thing i didn't really understand was the yellow shit that she was drinking. I just don't know what that is still. That is a a hanging question over everybody's heads. Critics, audiences, everyone's heads. What the fuck was the yellow drink? And that's the, apparently that's the only thing that Aronofsky will not tell anyone. What the yellow drink was. Here's my... <laughs> here's my guess of what the yellow thing was. I believe the yellow thing was life elixir. From, for Mother Nature. Um, to keep her healthy, because every time she was there is um, it, got, it got to do with the cinematography of the film, and um, uh, there, there, there's certain there's sequences where you can see her fingers shaking and everything. She's getting ill, and then as soon as she drinks that yellow shit, she's back to normal. And also, when she drinks the yellow, when she's not drinking yellow shit, the house has been affected too. And when she does drink the yellow shit. Um, when she does read the yellow stuff, the house is back to normal. The house is the house is good, and she's back to back to normal. So I just think it's some sort of life elixir. Um, and, um, maybe rain, um, any sort of weather or something that to, that would make the earth grow more. Um, yeah, it's some. It's got to be something like that. It has to be. I don't know, because Aronofsky still, as again, again, hasn't told anyone what the fuck it was, but I just have to, I'm going to stand by, it's as it's some sort of life elixir, I don't know why it's yellow, it's a nice, but not, I don't know, it's a good choice to choose yellow there, because many people would probably choose red, um, or some sort of, yeah, I don't know, I, I, I don't know why, but I'd probably choose like red or something, but, but then I also would like to go against convention and choose something else, but, yeah, he chose yellow. It was a nice. It was, it was a striking color. That's what I liked about it. It was a striking color, and um, it made you remember it. That's the thing. It remained you remember. Like what the fuck? I so everybody's drinking the wine or the lemonade and everything. But what the fuck was that yellow shit she was drinking? What what was that yellow shit? So that's what my interpretation was. Um, my thoughts on the film itself. I thought the performances were great. I thought Jennifer Lawrence's performance was a great standout. Javi Bardem was great too, but I think Jennifer Lawrence carried this movie. Um, it relies on her so fucking much because you follow her so much throughout the film. A lot of tracking shots. It's only close-ups of her. There is a couple of wides, but there's there's a very, very, very many close-ups. It's mostly close-ups, and you find yourself. It, it's so it's so annoying. Not not annoying, but it would make you angry that you're not getting a different shot. And I find myself begging for a at least a wide or a mid, or a um, anything of her. Honestly, a wide or a mid. A mid would be fine, but you get like a wide. But they're all close-ups of her face, especially when you're following her throughout the house. It's all from her perspective. And um, yeah, and like the the I can't really say much about the story because the story is literally that metaphor that he's trying to say, and it's. Like I like the second half, um, but I think he was he went a bit too. I didn't need to see a baby get its neck snapped. I'll just say that I just I didn't need to see a baby get its neck snapped. I think he didn't go too far there because uh, like I like to push the boundaries as well. But I myself I didn't need to see a baby get its neck snapped, and I don't think general audiences need to see a baby get its neck snapped either. And that's why it's currently got what I think it's like an F on Simmer Score. Which I don't really give fucking shit about cinema score, but I'm just saying the general audiences think, well, what the fuck happened? That was crazy. <laughs> um, the first half was very um, was very good. I really enjoyed the first half. 
the second half was where it just went bonkers insane. And I think if it was if it was a little bit subtler, I would have liked it a bit more. I would have enjoyed it a bit more if it was just a little subtler. But he nailed that metaphor so so much over the head of mine that I was like, I, I get it. Like he could have just tried a little less. Like less is more, you know. And um, yeah, so but I I I actually I really enjoyed it. It was one of the best experiences I had this year. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't hate it. Um, I didn't love it, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I need to see it, uh, rewatch it many times. I, I probably would watch it maybe once or twice more to try and understand more about it, because I think I still haven't really deciphered it that much yet. But I think I've done my best here, and, um, yeah, I think a few more viewings I'll, like, pick up some more things, but I think I've done my best trying to understand it here. And if I haven't missed anything, I can probably pick them up in another viewing. So I probably see, probably see it like a once or a twice more. I don't think I, I don't I don't find myself watching this movie like over and over again, trying to understand it or no, not trying to understand it, but like trying to just watch it at a pure like, oh, that was a good movie. I'm going to watch it again. I didn't see it as entertainment. I saw it as more of a message, a statement that Aronofsky was trying to make. And um, he succeeded. Like, I honestly, after the film, I was just like, fuck, we need to start, the environment is getting its ass kicked by us, and we're shitty, like, we're shitty people, and, uh, look, I can, I can admit I'm fucking, I'm a quite a shitty person myself, but, um, yeah, like, the way we treat the environment is just not good, and imagine if one day, Mother Nature hits back and just was like, look, this is what happens if you keep treating me like shit. I mean, I mean, look at climate change. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I've got to say about it. Um, yeah, I have nothing more to say. I probably was think I'll, I'll be thinking about it more. But the thing was, it doesn't matter if you loved or hated it. People are talking about it, and that's where Aronofsky has. No matter if he has a, it hasn't pulled in an opening weekend because it's still crushing it. Um, no matter if it hasn't pulled in as much money as it, I think it was made on $30 million, and I think it made, it was supposed to make $11 million, projected $11 million for the first weekend, it only made $7.5, I'm pretty sure, and, um, it just wasn't, yeah, it just, um, yeah, it doesn't matter if you, I'm just trying to remember what I was trying to say, it doesn't matter if you loved or hated it, it has people talking, people are talking about it, and that's what Aronofsky probably wants, and he's achieved that. So, I can say he's achieved in that area, and I hope he got everything off his chest with this film, because I don't know if I can sit through that again. Um, it's, not as, it's not as fucked as Requiem, because Requiem, I, I, I don't know if I can watch Requiem again. It was that, I just I just don't need to watch Requiem again. But, um, but Requiem is such a fucking good movie, but it just it's not a film I don't think I need to see again, because there's just the, what happens in it, what is the subject matter and what happens to these fucking characters um, and I just don't think I need to put myself through that again because it was fucking heavy to watch it was fucking heavy to watch I only watched it a couple of years ago and it was a couple it was fucking heavy to watch um, but mother I think I probably would see again and try to get more if I can understand a bit more about it but again it's not going to be repeated viewers it's not going to be like oh boy guys come over tonight and we're going to watch mother like you know, uh, yeah. So he's he's achieved he's achieved in that aspect, um, and yeah, I, I bet he's happy. I bet he's happy. I bet him and Jennifer Lawrence are happy. They're a little happy couple, and they're happy with what, what they've created. Right. <clears throat> That's it. That's all I got to say about Mother. Um, real quick before we wrap up here. A trailer came out today that I really want to uh, talk about because it has it spiked my interest when I saw it because um, uh, I thought it was going to come out this year, but it actually it's gonna, turns out it's going to come out in 2018. And that is, um, I'm just trying to get that name. Yeah, that's I was just remember the name of it. And that is Alex Garland's new film Annihilation. And uh, there's been a lot. Of, there's been a few trailers that come out this week. 
but this is the thing I'm just going to talk about just for the, to end it, this podcast. Yeah, so it's written and directed by Alan Garland. It's adapted off the novel, written by Jeff uh, Vandermeer. And it's got Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Tessa Thompson, and Os- Oscar Isaac. And Jenna Rodriguez from, um, I'm pretty sure that's fucking Jane the Virgin, right? Yes, I'm right. So, uh, <laughs> wow, that sounded very... <laughs> Jesus. Yes, I know, I'm right. Um... Anyway, so the plot is pretty much a biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition where the laws of nature don't apply. And I heard about this film um, on someone's list. It was someone's list for 2017, and I, I read the read up about it, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is really interesting. And I was like, all right, this is going to be meant to movie. Oh, Natalie Portman's on board? Shit, Alex Garland? Fucking ex machina? Hell yes. And by the way, no, everyone forgets that um, Alex Garland also did Dread, as well, everyone, because the trailer is just saying director and writer and director of Ex Machina, which I know is like these, the well-known one, but the guy also did Dread 28 Days Later, and um, that, that was, ah, fuck, was that, what was that other one? That has the yellow poster. Um, yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna look it up. I think it's like, uh, Sun, Sun, Sunshine, there we go. Fuck, I was close. I pat him on my back for that. It was close. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he did 28 Days Later, Sunshine, Dread, Ex Machina, and now he's doing Annihilation. And the trailer was really intriguing. It's only a teaser trailer, and that's all I need need for it. Um, there's a creature. That she gets um, Natalie Portman's character. It, he's literally, literally called the biologist. There's no name for these characters. Uh, she gets asked these questions. Did you see it? Yes, I did see it. Did did you did you uh, in, uh, interact with it? No, it it reacted to me, and that's pretty much it. There's something crazy going on in this trailer, um, in this movie, and I'm excited to see what happens. It, it looks like our projected release date for it is February 2018. Um, I'm not too sure what it is for Australia, but um, I think it's yeah, I think it's. Well, it says 2018 for America, but I think it's going to be same thing here as well. But I, I thought it was going to come out this year, and I think I thought it was going to play around in festivals, but honestly, obviously it did not. So I was wrong. But we finally got the trailer for that because I was waiting for. It. I was like, "What the fuck is the trailer for this thing?" And then we finally got the trailer today, and I was like, "Oh fuck! All right, here we go. Here we go. It's happening." Um, so that's Annihilation. So go on YouTube, go Paramount. I think it's done by Paramount. Um, it's on the YouTube channel, and look at the trailer to it, it looks really interesting, it looks very intriguing, and, um, who knows, this could land, this could be Natalie Portman's arrival, because it really gave me arrival vibes, and this could be Natalie Portman's arrival, she could be nominated again, who the fuck knows, but it's coming out quite early next year, so, honestly, I don't know, we, we're reaching, we're nearly reaching Oscar season for this year as well, because we have some movies coming out this year, but I'll, I'll explain that next week, because I'm going over time here, but, um, yeah, there's some movies coming out soon that are, it's reading Oscar season, even though I think we've, they're most, some of these movies this year are already going to be probably going to nominated, nominated for Oscars, um, Dunkirk comes to mind, um, I really want Get Out, really want Get Out to be nominated, or at least Jordan Peele for Best Director, because that movie's fucking awesome. I love that movie. Um, David Lowry for Ghost Story, but... No, I don't think that's going to get it. I don't think it's going to get even nominated. I don't think it's going to be even talked about because of how little it is. But it should be because it's such a fucking impactful film. In such a little way. Right. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this um, for this week. Um, I think on the weekend... Labor Day weekend here in um, New South Wales anyway... And uh, we have a long weekend. I don't have I don't have uni on Monday, so uh, I've got a long weekend. I'm going to stay in. I've got some beers. I've got some leftover beers from the camping trip um, last weekend, and um, we're sipping those. And I'm also I'm probably going to watch. Um, I, I I heard American Vandal come out on Netflix, so I'm probably going to watch American Vandal, binge that, and uh, see how that goes. And I'll talk to you about that next Thursday, uh, or probably next Tuesday actually. But um, that that uh, I might watch that. I'll probably watch The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch is also on Netflix as well, so I'm going to watch that. I've been waiting for The Bad Batch to come out. Excuse me. Wait, waiting for The Bad Batch to come out. And, um, yeah, coming to watch that. So probably that'll be probably me this weekend, um, relaxing. 
might go for a walk. Probably not. No, I'd probably probably just be watching American Vandal and um binging that and then watching some movies that I need to that, that I need to catch up on. And um yeah, beers will be involved. So yeah, thanks for listening to uh this week's podcast. Um make sure to don't, you don't really have to make sure, but if you want to watch Mother, go check it out. Uh, welcome back if you wanted to skip to the hour and five minute <laughs> minute mark of this podcast and miss the whole mother discussion. But um Yeah. That's it. <laughs> you can uh follow me on Instagram at Carl Cruz, you can uh like the personal page on Facebook, Carl Cruz, or you can go on Letterboxd and look at my shit on Letterboxd, Carl Cruz. On Letterboxd. And uh, I will speak to you next Tuesday have a great Labor Day weekend everyone and um, do something do something do something fun do something cool get out of your comfort zone do something crazy even though I would just be probably staying at home because I have no fucking money but if you have money get out there and do something fucking awesome alright talk to you on Tuesday <clears throat>